Sokka, wait! You shouldn't be eating strange plants. <sighs> There's water trapped inside these. I don't know. Suit yourself. It's very thirst quenching, though. Drink cactus juice. It'll quench you. Nothing's quenchier. It's the quenchiest. Okay, I think you've had enough. Who lit Toph on fire? Can I get some of that cactus? I don't think that's a good idea. Come on, we need to find Aang. How did we get out here in the middle of the ocean? <sighs> Welcome to the Ember Island podcast. This is a show where two fans of Avatar The Last Airbender sit and talk about every single episode. I'm Leslie. And I'm Grandmaster Barbara. <laughs> and today we're going to be talking about book two, chapter 11, The Desert, aka the really depressing one and also the very hilarious one slash the drum PSA episode. Ah. <laughs> uh. I would say it's the opposite of a drug PSA, but <laughs> but really, we get into I, they that, me not to do drugs. <laughs> I don't know. Watching it again, it is <laughs> it is convincing me to do drugs. So, um, so before we get into it too hard, uh, this is a podcast where we assume you have watched every episode of Avatar: The Last Airbender. That means that we are going to be spoiling things that happened before, that happened now, and that will definitely happen later. So heavy, heavy spoilers ahead. All right. So for those of you who don't know, this is that really depressing episode that you probably skipped on your binge watching experience of Avatar because you couldn't take it. But except you the... skipped to the cactus juice scene and then right, you yeah, you ahead. skipped to that and you moved on with to the next episode but yeah this is the one where the gang oh no yeah this is the game the one where following the loss of appa the gang is traveling through the, the, the desert on foot and what there's a desert? yeah there's a desert shockingly in the episode called the desert <laughs> all of them still reeling from the loss of appa and meanwhile iroh and zuko receive help from some old friends all underlined in my summary notes here, <laughs> which I just picked up on. Like, seriously, <laughs> I felt like an idiot for not catching on to some of the White Lotus stuff, looking oh, back on it. You sweet but, summer child. Oh, no. <laughs> but yeah, overall, this episode is kind of a sad one. I mean, everyone's just now starting to feel the effects of, oh, shoot, Appa's gone for who knows how long and yeah you really feel the weight of appa's disappearance here which sucks so so nobody's there to themselves yeah so i have a counterpoint to this episode where i love the secret society iroh being a badass oh i love it too about his his history doing all of those like quips that type is great. of thing where <laughs> where oh, this episode isn't sad for me because <laughs> there are those moments where it just brings me right back up and mm. i'm fine yeah it's like i mean i say it's sad but like ultimately i think this episode does a good job balancing it out with humor because again you get the classic cactus juice scenes here and uh you also get the stuff with the white lotus which i thought was really cool and i forgot I, I forgot that the White Lotus was introduced in this episode. Maybe it's just because I always tended to skip this episode on my repeat binges <laughs> of this show. But um, this yeah. is this is one of the episodes where where I think the A plot and the B plot, which which are pretty equal, but um, but um, both of them are so separate that I can put it in a different episode and it would still make sense. Um, normally Zuko's plots kind of either e either parallel the gang's plot or it is uh 
or or he is just fighting the gang so he's there <laughs> uh so it's so i definitely see why you forgot and also i forgot that both of these things were in the same episode yeah which is great um yeah because i mean they kind of hint at it just because iroh is so gung-ho about recovering his lotus tile and the water banana scroll episode back in book one but <laughs> it was in my sleeve the whole, the whole time, time. <laughs> and then he just chucks it into the water yeah which either he bought a new one after that or like they straight up went <laughs> to the base of that waterfall and got it back. <laughs> now I want it to be that they went to the base of the waterfall. <laughs> Me to too. I'm back. like hoping that's what it is. Fanfic writers, if there is out there, if you haven't written about it already, I'm very curious what happened following the events of Zuko throwing the, the lotus tile <sighs> over the edge. <laughs> Leslie, to be honest, maybe they should pick something a little bit more interesting. <laughs> yeah. What's more interesting than that? Than, uh, than Zuko actually- and Iroh <laughs> just swimming around at the base of a waterfall looking for a tiny little tile. <laughs> well, when you put it that way, as long as you involve the cursed monkey statue. Oh we got my some. gosh, please. Yes. <laughs> Okay, I don't so, know how to incorporate it, but that would be great. <laughs> oh no, they 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 go under the waterfall Indiana Jones style and they have to <laughs> use the lotus tiles to balance with the cursed monkey statue and just take oh. it off at the perfect moment. And then there's a giant boulder. Yep, there's but a giant boulder. It's actually the boulder. Oh my god. <laughs> it just comes out from like this water spigot in the base. And this is what happens when Zuko drinks cactus juice. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so um, oh, man. let's let's bring down our happiness levels and oh, just yeah. talk about the beginning of of oh, this episode. Devastating. So, so last episode, at the very end, um, Appa has been kidnapped. Appa has been captured by desert people and and they are at the base of the sunken library and they have no idea what what to do and yeah. we and, and we start again right at that moment everyone is 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 just looking in different in different directions which i think is is a really nice image for for what they're all feeling emotionally and what their goals are right now um throughout the episode um ang is so upset about appa so upset blaming toff screaming at her saying that she never cared about appa that she just wanted him gone that she wasn't trying hard enough even though we saw toff was the trooper best yeah and at the same time still feel bad for ang it's like that's probably the first time where they've really ever even been apart from each other i mean him and appa have been best buds from like i don't know the childhood. time he was child child three or four yeah <laughs> there's like a little flashback in like appa's lost days i think that's the episode where you see it where you see how um ang and appa meet and it's so adorable because they're both babies and it's so cute so yeah they clearly haven't been separated for this long yeah if ever Aang, yeah ang is I mean, they're... talking oh ang oh, is talking gonna... about how how everyone is so is so selfish in this in this moment and i think it's really interesting because ang is talking about everyone's being selfish about Appa's disappearance but I think Aang is being selfish too because Appa's a part of him and 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 him being being missing hits him the most and he can't do anything except just think about Appa yeah and it's sad like they really are extensions of each other I mean they were frozen in an iceberg together for a hundred years yeah like They've never left each other. 
I mean, Aang has Appa and Boomy, and Appa's the only thing that hasn't changed. Uh-huh. Everything else has changed. Everyone else is dead. And this is his only safe harbor. This is his only constant. And it's gone. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, Sokka. Sokka in this episode is great. You think if we dig up the owl, he'll give us a lift? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he knows a thousand things. He can fly us a thousand Yeah. I'm sure he'll be very supportive of this. Maybe he can just like sn- snake slither them <laughs> yeah. into sand. <laughs> oh, oh, that would be so scary. Uh, so we cut to Iroh and Zuko still riding around on their ostrich horse thing. Um, Iroh's still recovering from being shot at with lightning by Azula. Slash just kind of be being overall annoying. I, <laughs> so it was just like we should stop. <laughs> I would I would counter that by saying I think Iroh planned this because he saw the ambush coming because he's a badass because he oh, knew dude, maybe. that they I were mean, he was very him. he was very calm about <laughs> about uh, them showing up. Everything also- uh, everything Iroh says this th- this entire <laughs> episode is is from a spy thriller. I love yeah, it. Yeah, I, I wrote Iroh is a baller. <laughs> like he's just calm, cool, and collected. Knows exactly what he's doing. The annoying rough rhino group that we've seen from past episodes shows back up in this case. Colonel Monkey and the rough rhinos. <laughs> yeah, they're also a very capable singing group. <laughs> <laughs> do they sing? A- do they sing acapella? Alcapella? Acapella. Acapella. I don't know. I'd be very curious. Do you think there's a fan Leslie fiction on that? actually <laughs> sings acapella, so and I can't say it. I still can't say it. She said it. I yeah. Can't. Acapella. A uh, space C A P. Yes. C A P E L L A. Yeah. And it makes me wonder like, so did Iroh travel around with these guys like way back in the day? Can he sing? Well, he can kind of, well. Uh, I'd say he can kind of sing. He's 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 all right. <laughs> he can sing when he sings. I cry. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Exactly. That's true. <laughs> uh, oh. I like to think that they were part of his like upper level Fire Nation posse, but he was always better than them, and and would always like play around with them, kind of in the army. I don't mm-hmm. know. There is some like rivalry there that isn't a real rivalry because I know again. Iroh. Again, Iroh prequel, please. <laughs> I wrote that down too. I right? was like, where is the prequel? <laughs> what? I want? Yeah, why why are we getting a live action avatar remake when we could be getting Yeah. I don't want to talk about it. Yeah. We could be getting an Iroh prequel. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> I saw the movie. <laughs> Oh my god. Hero. Ong. Soka. Soka. Not even talking about what they did to Zuko's scar. I'm what even scar? talking what, about what scar? I didn't exactly. See a scar. Yeah. It, his scar looks like Scar Scar in the new in the new Lion <laughs> Lion King CGI live action. Yeah. Okay. If you squint hard enough, you can kind of see it, but uh, not really. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, these rough rhino dudes show up. Um, Iroh and Zuko kick their asses pretty pretty quickly, complete with breakdancing moves from Zuko. Again, that is his that is his signature. Yeah. Um, yeah, these rough rhino dudes suck. I think we've mentioned that before. <laughs> They're not the greatest band of they are they are supposed people. to be the the master at one weapon. But they're all beaten by they a suck. by a teenager who is very skilled, but is not a master at all. No, to Iroh compared to Azula, and and a firebending master, which is acceptable. Yeah, um, it was funny though because I felt like an idiot because the whole time I was watching the scene, I was like. What's the point of this scene again? Because I, I never could figure it out. Anytime I went back and rewatched this episode in the past, I never understood the purpose of the scene. 
because I never understood the final line at the end where Zuko oh. is like, too bad you don't have any old friends who want who don't want to attack you. And then I was just like, old friends that don't want to attack me. Almost as if he's pondering something about the white other friends, specifically old people. I felt like a freaking idiot that I didn't get it until like the end of the episode. And I was like, oh, that was the point of, <laughs> of well, that. It gives him the idea to go meet up with the order. <laughs> it doesn't have to specifically be old people, but just old people, well, people from his past. Yeah, but I mean, the traveling with Zuko, but I think, but that's also smart writing though, because it's a small little subtle hint where it's not just like old friends as in friends I've known for a while, but literally elderly people who are part of an organization of old people. Yeah, when they, when they do their like elderly strike force team during during the finale. Right. Yeah, what's that what's that movie with uh Bruce Willis with like his army of old people? It's like red, I think. <laughs> it's basically that. Maybe. Uh-huh. Uh, Iroh just it's just getting super swollen in jail. <laughs> oh my god, right? <laughs> Broke open the bars of his jail cell <laughs> with his bare hands. <laughs> uh, Iroh's wow. the best. Yeah, Iroh's a baller. <laughs> So we cut back to the desolate desert and the gang has them. heat stroke. Oh god, yeah. It just looks awful. Everybody looks tired, everyone looks hot. Um Toph can't see, so she's bumping into Sokka. And Sokka's like, can't you watch where you're no? <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> I love the blind jokes. Right, me too. <laughs> yeah. Katara uh, gives them tiny portions of her uh, uh, of her bending, bending water. water and then they all complain that it smells <laughs> like swamp people you use this on the swamp guy <laughs> and in which case we get the classic cactus juice so Toph I mean not Toph Sokka just sees a random cactus sitting in the middle of the desert and as you do you immediately go to it and start drinking from it without even questioning what kind of plant this could be or you know (laughs) whether or not this is safe to drink if he waited a little bit I'm sure Katara could have actually siphoned pure water out of the cactus (laughs) but he just went for it Um, and we all know what happens next. It's like one of the most quotable things ever. I actually have a t-shirt, um, that advertises (laughs) cactus juice. It's the quenchiest. (laughs) Thank you. Shout out to my friend Juliana for getting me that shirt for, I think, Christmas at one point. (laughs) It's great. (laughs) Um, yeah, but I, I love the change in the camera, like zooms in on his eye, like, um, Fear and loathing in Las Vegas style. <laughs> the colors change, become all psychedelic. <laughs> oh, talking talking about this, I like how they draw all of their eyes to be a little bit bigger this episode, mm-hmm. so that they look gaunt. Yeah, they do not seem to be having a, a great time in the desert right now. Yeah. <laughs> Plus, they have uh, flush on their faces. Yeah, yeah, and they have flush on their faces. Yep. Uh, so, doesn't look fun. My <laughs> favorite part of just of just Sokka's ramblings is this next throwaway line. Who set Toph on Toph fire? On fire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's so great. Like, okay, so the reason why I keep calling this episode the drug PSA is so... Because this is technically a show for children, my guess is because this show started to grow in popularity around this time of this episode, my theory is that Nickelodeon approached the creators and said, hey, so your show is really popular, so we are now now obligated to have a drug PSA. I don't know how y'all are going to do it, but just figure it out. (laughs) So (laughs) the creators sat down and thought, okay, well... How can we get past this stupid mandate about drug PSAs? But hey, cactus juice. We'll make it like LSD combined with some ecstasy. Prime of mushrooms. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and have Sokka experience it. And it'll be hilarious. But at the same time, it'll make the viewer not want to drink it. <laughs> Hopefully. 
I mean, it seemed like he was having the best time. In, honestly, yeah, in, of of all of them. The yeah, like honestly, if I were in the desert, I, I feel like I'd cave and get to the cactus juice too. So this was not a very effective drug PSA episode. <laughs> yeah. So at so at this moment, Katara is the only able person. Yeah. <laughs> that is that is in the desert. Toph uh, can't uh, see. She is she is really upset about it. She she she's really feeling off center. Uh, Sokka's high. Yeah, Aang is and, emotionally unstable. And then there's Momo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Also, all also keep in mind that right now they think they are the only people in the world that know about the solar eclipse coming yeah so 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 if they die there it isn't just them dying it's everybody everyone dying also the avatar dying so Uh, it's really it's really dire it's just bad katara is the mvp of this episode seriously like i feel like this is probably my go-to episode where katara represents hope (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> when everything seems hopeless. Yeah. Yeah. Um she she doesn't seem to go to the darkest places that some of the other characters go as as quickly as they do. It seems yeah. like it takes her a lot, specifically stuff about her mom to mm-hmm. really twist her. Yeah. Um get next there get there. Yeah, next um we see Aang flying out in the desert alone. Um um he 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 is blowing the bison whistle and he's not getting anywhere and he pretty much collapses in on himself and and just is so upset that he brings up a giant cloud of sand which causes Sokka <laughs> to look back and thinks that it's a friendly mushroom. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's friendly. Oh, I love it. I love it. Um, uh, Katara looks at it. Tell tell tells everyone else to go away from it, and and just hopes that Aang is okay. Yeah. Which oh gosh, Katara does not have it easy right now. Seriously, she's literally having to pull along some of these people and half the time they don't even know where they're going like i mean they're trying to get to bossing say at this point but yeah they're in the middle of a desert that and uh i think this is the first time where they've actually mentioned that okay we're actually we actually need to go to bossing say at this point because they've kind of been wandering around they were doing their mini vacations mm-hmm. they, they were doing a lot of stuff mostly because they knew that they had to get there before the solstice but yeah but but other than that yeah but other than that there wasn't any benchmarks in the middle Mm -hmm. and um honestly like it's such a great halfway point since we are as of last episode we were officially halfway through book two and um yeah from here on out it's just nothing but forward momentum everybody's headed to the same location by the end of this episode because um Zuko and Iroh are also going to Bossing Say at this point. Uh-huh. So things just kind of ramp up from there. The stakes are a bit higher. Appa's missing for I counted, yeah, it's like six episodes including He's this missing one. Missing for pretty much half of the season. It's yeah, it's crazy. Half the time you don't even know if Appa's even going to show up. <laughs> and um yeah, and they're trying to get this super important information to some important people in Bossing Say. Are they going to make it? Will everything turn out okay? Will Zuko turn to the good side? Yeah, maybe. I don't maybe. know. I don't know. Not you gotta listen season. to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so um oh. next we next we go to two familiar faces. They are there they are Toph's bending bending teacher, Master Master Yu, and the Shifu. Uh uh yes, and the and the um announcer Shifu. Yeah, the Earth Rumble Rumble Six MC dude. 
Um, and they are looking for Toph, and it's hilarious. Yeah, it's pretty great. <laughs> yeah, um, they are asking around about a little blind girl. Um, some um some guy at the ice oasis is is like, hey, um, I might be able to remember if you give me a little incentive, rubbing his rubbing his fingers together. Um um, I could break your fingers. Would that be incentive? <laughs> like, great. And then he backs off, tells them that 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 Toph is going through the, the the desert, and a lot of people don't come out of the desert alive. Um, um. So he says it's a good thing she's she's wanted dead or alive. Um, Master <laughs> Yu is like, I'm fairly certain her father wants her alive. Um, both of them stop, stop talking about that and look to a to to a Fire Nation wanted poster board, which just so happens to have Iroh and Zuko's face on it. And Iroh and Zuko just so happen to be walking into the ice cantina. Da da da! What will happen now? Yep, craziness. Um. Oh, another thing. Since this is like the first time we've seen, uh, these two since the Blind Bandit episode, which was like what four or five episodes ago. Um. Mm-hmm. Yeah, makes you wonder what that whole road trip just to this spot was like. Because <laughs> these two have nothing in common with each other. So I'm sure it was like a buddy cop movie waiting to happen here that we didn't see. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, um, they are like good cop, bad cop. Yeah, <laughs> we're like good cop, incompetent cop. <laughs> Maybe. Or bad cop, incompetent Yes. Cop. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> Rogue cop. Incompetent sure. cop. <laughs> yeah. So, yep, Zuko and Ira go into the Tatooine bar. Oh, okay, yeah. So then Iro spots an old dude over in the corner with um what what's the full game? Pie show. Yeah, pie show. Pie show. Yeah, with a pie show board and proceeds to go over and play a game with them. And Zuko is just really confused. <laughs> they're starting, to, they're talking in code all of a sudden and shows off his lotus tile that they spent so much time trying to retrieve in the Watermaning Scroll episode. Mm-hmm. Oh, the white lotus ga- gambit. That isn't so common. Yeah, not many people cling to the old ways. Yeah. What isn't the response like those who do can always find a friend or something? Yes. Yeah. So then they proceed to play pie show, and by play I mean they form a giant lotus in the center of the board. And it's so cool. Yeah. It's the white cool. lotus opens wide to those who know her secrets. Yeah. I was like, what? And it's, then you start to realize, oh man, this is some cool secret society shit. <laughs> and Zuko's um, the worst this episode. <laughs> He doesn't realize how cool this is. Right? He's like, what are you old gas bags talking about? Emphasis on old. They say old a lot. It's like... (laughs) Again, it's like, it's subtle. But, you know, they give you hints as to what kind of organization this is. Because, again, you don't find out, really, what the heck the Society or the Order of the White Lotus is in full until... Way later. The second to last episode, or, like, three episodes till the end of the whole series so yeah way later yeah uh pie show is more than just a game which is so ominous yeah um one thing earlier that i that that i really liked was that uh when iroh and zuko were just sitting there you saw that iroh had like five of those fruit bowls (laughs) <laughs> and I was really feeling him. Right? I, I would I would be that. I'd be doing that too if I were him. Like they looked so good. And plus, oh yeah, I keep forgetting Zuko passed through here. So now he should know how to make those um smoothie things with his dual swords. Oh yeah. 
So my new headcanon, yeah. So I mentioned in the last episode that my headcanon was that. Mm -hmm. And that Zuko can make the smoothies with his dual swords. And I feel like he'd be really good at it. And so my head theory has now been a little more confirmed at this point. Because he's actually, I forgot he actually passed through this bar. And most likely saw how they were made. So (laughs) send us fan art. I will, yeah. (laughs) Please. Oh my God. (laughs) So, uh, so, so next, dumb and dumber, uh, 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 are just tired of waiting for them to play their 45 second game of Pie Show. And they, and they, and they run up and, and, and say that, that Iroh and Zuko are wanted fugitives and that they want to capture them. Uh, uh, Fung, who is the person Iroh is playing with, uh, plays plays along and is and talks really loudly to the whole group that is in this dive cantina about how how much money both of these people are worth and about how much gold that that anyone would get for actually capturing them so then everyone proceeds to fight each other yep (laughs) just great so we get a giant brawl and uh meanwhile zuko and iroh get to sneak out in flower pots wait no that's no that is later that's later but they sneak out all the same and go into like another secret room where the order is hanging out at yeah So. so they both um sneak out in the kind of in the dead of night um um from the from the cantina following fung to his to hit to to his flower shop where they proceed to do more cool stuff so um so uh first um we find out that 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 Iroh is a grand master of the Order of the White Lotus. This is this is the first time that that we're hearing about there's an Order of the White Lotus before we have only gotten hints that the White Lotus tile is actually important. Um uh Zuko isn't cool enough to join. He <laughs> um <laughs> he is he is not even a he's not even a prospective member and he and, and and he knows absolutely nothing about it which begs the question yeah how do you get initiated into this what what do you have to do to join the society how old do you have to be what how do you get to master level status like iro all these questions and more it know. seems like all of the masters, at least all of the ones that Ira was fighting with at the end, and that might be the kicker, are are all bending masters. And it seems like they all have high they all have a high status within their perspective countries. Um Master Master Paku it is is also involved with 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 the White Lotus. Uh so so it seems like you have to be someone that that has a lot of skill and, and that has a lot of status and that probably in general has the ability to travel. Um it seems it it seems like as a worldwide organization they are trading secrets, trading intel, um trying to create peace slowly slowly in just in just in small areas and the fact that they would let someone from the fire nation in specifically someone that is related to the fire lord yeah it's cool but uh, you know it is really telling that that you that i think you really have to prove yourself and they don't and they might not care about where you come from but more what you can bring I appreciate that. You know what? They're they're supporting diversity and inclusion in, in their group. I respect that. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. he's not the only one. Um, they got Master P.N. Dow, who's the firebending, or I mean, who's the sword. Fire sword. Teacher. Yeah. From the Fire Nation. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Regardless of nationality, we'll accept you. 
as long as you yeah. meet some requirements that we don't know anything about. And I'm very curious about the society. <laughs> I believe Zuko joins the society later. You think he joins it? Yeah. I yeah, I think they mentioned something about that in um Korra comics. I think I saw hmm. that somewhere. I don't Do know. not quote me that that might be fanon. Yeah, I, I wouldn't know. I haven't read any of the Korra related comics, but I don't know. I have yeah. to look that up. So uh there so there's a secret back flower room in the flower shop. Yeah. Um Iroh Ira walks up. Someone, someone pulls open the door viewer and says, "Who knocks at the guarded gate?" Ira says, "One who has eaten the fruit and has tasted its mysteries." And then this he opens. So crazy! The it's so cool. <laughs> I and love it. It's so cool, guys. And then um, the person on the other side opens opens the door and lets him through. Except Zuko, because he's not a member. Members only. Yeah. <laughs> and he's sitting out there for God knows how long. It seems like a, a, at least a couple hours, which doesn't seem very fun. <laughs> um, yeah, by the time he comes back out, all of a sudden they're going to Ba Sing Se. They got some forged papers. And they're going to go take up shop there as refugees so that they can get away from the Fire Nation. It is it it is really smart. Basically, the rationale is that there are so many refugees coming from everywhere. It wouldn't look suspicious for two new people to show up in Bossing Say. And it's the one place that the Fire Nation can't can't really reach. I mean, even Iroh couldn't break through the walls when he was a general. So it's yeah. kind of it's really dramatic irony that the thing that is going to save him and the thing that that is going to give him so much happiness being being inside bossing say is for totally different reasons than before yeah <laughs> yeah it's pretty neat and so uh right as they're although i have to wonder what else they were talking about for those countless hours that ira was in that room because i mean just saying, yeah, you guys should go to Bossing Say. That's like a 30-minute conversation, Max. Might have sent somebody out to go get the papers and stuff that they need. But other than that, what else did they talk about? I'm so curious. Uh, <laughs> they did their handshake. They yeah. did their circle of candles. They, they got did their hoods the, on. Yeah. 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 They yeah, they got their hoods on. They 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 uh they did their circle chant and then they started talking about what is happening in the world. What are the what 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 is the current news? Um, Iro has has actually been 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 traveling quite a bit, but he's really out of touch about what is really happening because he's just been in like countryside town. So he probably wants wants to know statuses about just just the Fire Nation, Azula, Fire Lord Ozai, and also yeah. tea. I'm I'm sure that oh, he's quite yeah. There's probably a lot of tea going on in there. <laughs> sweet so yep in order to avoid the buddy cop movie that is closely approaching them again they hide in the flower pots and make their way out of Tatooine and then they're uh, on the way to Boston say oh uh, a a really cool moment is 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 when uh dumb and dumber come in Ah. <laughs> uh, they are they they are just the best they're pretty buddy good. cop movie. <laughs> yeah. Master Yu and Zheng Fu. Yes. Shifu. Uh, Shifu. Yeah, but they show up to the or and try to like break into the room where the order was talking and it's completely vacant now. So Except creepy. for a single pie show piece. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> mm-hmm. Some poor fellow has an incomplete pie show set. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, but that's so cool. It's just so mysterious. Like, 12-year-old me was totally into this, even though I had no idea what was going on. <laughs> so the the only things that are that, that are in there are a are a white lotus motif that is in the floor and mm-hmm. and just a bunch of green cushions. Yeah. For so people cool. to sit on and talk. 
yeah. But pretty neat. It's not the last we'll hear of the White Lotus. Yeah, so so that is the end of Zuko and Iroh's story storyline for this episode. So let's go back to the gang. Who they're still not doing too hot. Are no, they're doing really hot. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're doing <laughs> too hot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um yeah, so they're hanging out. It seems pretty hopeless. They decide to take a break for the night for like a I hot second anyway. Aang is ready to die. <laughs> Um, oh and then Sokka sees buzzard wasps overhead Yeah, like buzzard vulture wasps they are buzzard wasps I I looked it up I thought they were vulture hornets yeah but I think that they named them buzzard wasps because buzz because they're wasps and buzz yeah that's true either way they swarm like uh, like like vultures yeah. <laughs> we're getting ready to eat them because they all look like they're gonna die yeah um, he's ready to die um Sokka is Sokka is looking at the the bugs overhead in in in, in just rapture why don't uh, we ask the circle birds uh they're just circling overhead waiting for all of them to die <laughs> Toph is just so out of it like she can't see anything she feels yeah. useless she feels she she doesn't feel like herself and Katara is the only one that has that has drive everyone yeah. hold hands we're getting out of this desert <laughs> yeah oh wait it, has the cloud and the moon scene happened yet later oh is that later okay well they they hold hands they push through it they Katara decides that they should start to follow the stars and travel at night when it's slightly less hot yeah, Sokka stole stuff from the li- from the library. Oh, but only yeah. Momo would know that. Uh, Katara is so patient. She is just oh like, I was there too. She really is. Um, <laughs> yeah. So they pass out again after a few hours. Um, Aang thinks he sees... A, uh, sees Appa in the sky over in the moon, which Top has... Top, or not Toph. Sokka has a great line. He's like, why would Princess Yue need Appa? She's the moon. She can fly wherever she wants. I, I just like, wrote a big tear face because Sokka just always thinks about Yue. Oh my god. It's like, it's sweet, funny, and sad all at the same time. Like, oh god, it's so sad. Oh, Yeah. I bet he thinks about her a lot. Which he clearly does, because I think next episode is when Suki enters the picture again. Yeah, and, and he's really conflicted. Oh yeah, and there's that great scene where, like, I think she kisses him, and and then you see the moon, like, and yeah, and it's like the moon is in the back, or like it's framed. The kiss is framed with the moon, like right there. It's like, oh god, <laughs> it breaks my heart. Yeah, so everyone's sad. Um, um, they see a cloud that Aang thinks is Appa, but it but it isn't Appa. Um, they are running out of water. Uh, Katara asks Aang to go up there and just bend the cloud in, 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 into her water sleeve. When he comes back, um, which which I really like the the image of Aang like erasing Appa. That was oh sad. yeah, I didn't think of that. That's really sad. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, it was just oh geez, really, that's really sad. sad. Thanks for that. <laughs> yeah, so um, so um, after we get that, Ang, Ang, Ang comes back. Katara mentions that that there's not a lot of water because because just because just like her, I would think that there would be a lot of water in a cloud. Ang freaks. It is a it is a desert cloud. He is trying his best everything's terrible and i and i've done i've done an ang freak out multiple times in my life where someone says something small but but it's not that thing it is everything else and it just makes everything boil over because because there's nothing else but how terrible everything is yeah uh, i think we've all been there at some point yeah. in our lives uh 
uh, day breaks. They are walking more. Um, and, 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 and Toph can't see anything. And she hits her foot on a boat. Who would <laughs> bury a boat in a desert? <laughs> I love how they, how, how they use Toph's sight. So Toph kicks something. So, so she sees the whole thing because she mm-hmm. uses vib because she uses vib- vibrations. Yeah. It's, it, it's That's cool. great how yeah. they are always consistent with mm-hmm. that. Yeah, so super cool. So they bend the boat out of the sand and then they use the it's one of those sandbender boats. So they use it to travel to what looks to be non-desert land. <laughs> so <laughs> uh it's a giant rock in the middle of the desert or whatever. And they're hoping maybe they can find some sandbenders, or at least Aang is, so we can kill their asses. <laughs> yeah. So <Yikes. laughs> th- yeah, so the so so the boat has a compass on it, but it's not pointing north. It is point it's pointing to to the mag- to the magnetic center of of the desert, which is probably the worst place to go to the center <laughs> of the desert. Um and, and and also the worst place to go because we find out what is in that giant rock. Yeah. So uh, so, so excited to be there. Uh, she makes a rock, rock angel. angels. Yeah. <laughs> Sokka has not learned his lesson about drinking um, things from weird plants and locations and proceeds the to just... just wearing off. So it's time to eat something else I found on yeah. the ground. <laughs> proceeds to just start looking some honey like substance on a cave wall. <laughs> Tara's not having it. No. She reams him for this. I have a natural curiosity. <laughs> he is I'm like a child oh just putting things in his right? in, in his mouth. Yeah. It's like I feel like that's just the trend this season. Everyone just starts to just decides to try things out in the middle of nature without really thinking twice about what it could be. Like I think of um when Iroh decides to go for the plant that like might make a good tea or <laughs> is it the is it is it the white jasmine that is that is a wonderful tea or Or is it the or or is it the serpent's tongue which is deadly poison it's like but look this antidote is (laughs) but it might actually be a second deadly poison everyone was like these are bakui berries which cure the white jade plant virus that or makarora berries which cause blindness Uh, god that's exactly (laughs) the correct quote my quotes were wrong yours were right i think i got the berry names wrong but (laughs) close enough you get the idea (laughs) yeah so uh toff starts to to see buzzing in the or feel it which is not good no turns out this is where the buzzard wasps live i'm not a fan of these animals i am not a fan of these creatures i don't like bees i don't like wasps i've been stung by wasps it's not fun and uh yeah i just don't like bugs in general either so not okay with these like mutant wasps essentially (laughs) not okay yeah i yeah i think the avatar world can keep this animal it's fine. Uh, yeah, I, I don't need this one in my life. I'm good. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, they start coming out in swarms. And, yeah, so they're all attacking them. Katara directs Toph's attacks because they're up in the air and she can't see them. And, oh, uh, one of them takes Momo for a brief second. Aang rushes after it and then just, like, savagely kills the thing after he retrieves Momo, like, yeah, Dang so egg. I so so I wrote quite a few notes about this. So so Aang has the choice to let the buzzard go or not. And yeah. he's right on, and he's so far ahead right on the horizon and Aang makes the conscious de- decision that I want to kill this thing that has taken Momo from me. And he kills him. And you just see his like far black body just Yikes. drop to the desert. And Which I for th- Aang, if you've been watching up to this point, Aang's like super pacifist. He really takes a more defensive stance when he fights against other people. He doesn't like deliberately 
kill things like this. He so. uses air. He uses air bending to kill. To, to kill. Period. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's really hard to use air bending to hurt. Yeah. And 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 I think this is one of the only moments where we see Aang purpose purposefully trying to kill something. Yeah, it's bad. Um, yeah, Aang is not in the best state of mind. No, we will really see he, that later. He's not doing too hard right now. <laughs> yeah, Aang, Aang, Aang comes comes back. The desert people benders are here. Um, um, they are they they are talking to the gang because because the gang has ha, has a boat. Who did they steal it from? And it and they keep on talking and talking, and it turns out from 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 Toff's memory that the leader of the tribe's son was one of the ones that stole Appa. Yikes. And Aang snaps. Yeah, it goes full on Avatar State. Um, just ready to kill their asses. It, it's bad. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so it's um, scary too, and like you feel feel bad for him. <laughs> it's like, geez, like well, you, the dad. The second that he realizes that it is the Avatar, he is he he he's offering to help. He is he it he he is offering anything to just assist the Avatar in 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 his in his quest um the son at first is is trying to not be caught in stealing the avatar's bison um after he he feels terrible about it he didn't know that he was the avatar he thought that he was just a a random person that had a bison um and you know what it reminds me of <laughs> maybe just because as of this recording i had just seen the first john wick movie because i'm very behind on my movie watching <laughs> but the scene where theon gets beat by his dad <laughs> like do you know who you just fucked over <laughs> yeah, just... it was john wick you killed that dude's dog <laughs> this dude kills people with pencils <laughs> you shot john wick's dog <laughs> What kind of idiot idiot do you think you are? <laughs> uh, yeah, so, um so Aang goes into the Avatar state. Um the people kind of start begging for their lives and start just saying that they will do anything to get them out of the to get them out of the desert. Um the gang just tells them to run and 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 they run too, except for Katara. And Aang is slowly going in, going into the Avatar state, floating up. Katara just just looks over, and she looks so tired. She has had the worst few days of her. Oh, life. I know. Ugh. She is. She is from the South Pole. She is from snow. This is the first desert she has ever encountered. This is. The first overwhelming heat that 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 um she has ever known, and and she's having to corral every everyone else and just stay strong and just be a beacon of hope for everyone else. Yeah, and- she rocks. She's really the MVP for like the next couple episodes, honestly, because she's really the one who's the only one who's able to calm Aang down for the next few episodes, like uh, such as here, and um like later when he's still going through his grieving stage and gets yeah. him to talk about it instead of bottling it up which is unhealthy so yeah. yeah so it so so it turns out that appa was sold to people that are going to bring him to to bossing say so he's going where th- where they were going anyway which is which is good um um i'm at at the very end, Aang is Aang is going into the Avatar state, and just Katara just puts her hand on his on 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 his wrist, just pulls him pulls him down, and brings him into a hug. And yeah, 
that's the end of the episode. Oh my gosh. Uh, yeah, it's so sad. And like he's still crying like when he's in the Avatar state and then it's just like Aang's or Katara's super calm when she uh like basically grabs him and just hugs him. I I think I get the Katang thing. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> I get the Katang argument. Um mm-hmm. especially in these handful of episodes like I still think that he's a bit too young to have a to have a sexual relationship with anyone. That's but totally I, fair too. But I do enjoy their friendship. I I really feel like both of them care for each other and I feel that connection when I when I watch them have 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 those moments from the very beginning Katara was was kind of always the one that could calm him down but but even now she's kind of still the only one that can really bring him down mm-hmm. when, he's, when, when he's in that state yeah and just the expression on her face too she just looks so tired too like oh man I'd be tired <laughs> if I were her yeah. She she's just had to be on for so long, just mm-hmm. just so positive and so good, and just never giving up, and dragging everyone else, Ugh. literally dragging them so that they don't die. Basically, yeah. It's it's just a lot. Yep, and that's the episode. <laughs> Jeez, yeah, it's kind of a doozy. It ends on a pretty sad note. But again, I respect the show for treating its audience seriously enough to like, hey, you're going to go through some stages of grief with Aang for the next six episodes. <laughs> we trust that you'll make it out okay. It Appa not coming back this episode sucks. Yeah. But it... I think a lot of people makes... thought he was going to come back this yeah. episode. I mean, because... That's what every other yeah. That's what happens in these kinds of shows. It's like, oh, well, if you sh- if they ever go away, then chances are they're going to show up at the very end of the episode, or they're going to show up next episode. If not, you know, it's like or we you- are going to at least get a glimpse of a a a, a, gl- a glimpse of what they're doing. Yeah, like, you or you'll see, see where Appa they are. Yeah, for episodes. Oh, you don't see them. Yeah, Appa doesn't get his uh, centric episode for like another. Four or five episodes. <laughs> it's really sad. So, yeah, you're left wondering along with the rest of them, and it's really depressing. Yeah, but it makes his, it, it makes the eventual reuniting. So oh, it feels so poignant. good. That reunion feels so good. It, like, oh. it, it, especially means given so the circumstances more. surrounding it, too. Like, after you, after you get, the most depressing episode, Appa's Lost Days, which, oh god, I dread getting into that one. That was just so sad. It's just animal cruelty nonstop. The um, Earth King invites oh. you to Lake Logai. Yeah, and then you get Lake Logai, and the fact that my boy Zuko is the one <laughs> who, who, spoiler alert, frees um, Appa is great. And just adds to the reunion and makes it all the, even better than it already was. <laughs> Which also adds to the last episode being so terrible. Oh, <laughs> not, not, um, yeah. not uh, terrible as in bad. Devastating. As devastating. Exactly. The writers were mean this season. They're just like, all right, we'll let you have Appa back. But <laughs> here's the season finale. It's a doozy. <laughs> oh, my God. So, what do we have in store next episode? Well, we have a couple episodes. So, I don't know how you want to play this, but according to my Blu-ray copy of the complete season of Avatar, we have book two, chapters 12 and 13, The Secret of the Fire Nation slash Road to Ba Sing Se, also known as The Serpent's Pass and The Drill. There's a lot of titles for these two episodes for whatever reason. So um, next time you might see us talk about both at the same time or you might see us split it in half. We don't know yet. We'll figure it out. We'll see. Yeah, but you can definitely expect at least the Serpent's Past episode. And until then, stay flaming.